is the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message is from our weekend service right here at our campus located in downtown Brea, California. We hope this message encourages you and strengthens your faith. I brought in, for those of you uh, who might not remember this, I brought in, um, who knows what this is? What is this? It's our avocado tree. That's right. Some of you guests are first-timers going, what? What's the big deal about a tree? Um, this is our avocado tree. And actually, I did a whole series at the beginning of the year on how our lives are to be like this tree. And if you guys remember, the tree was about my height. She done grown, hasn't she? She's doing good. See all these brand new leaves growing out here? It's, it's thriving. And it's, it's growing. And it's, well... It's kind of like us. This is a, an organic symbol of our church. Um, I brought it in to, to show you that this is how we can live our lives personally and congregationally as this new congregation. Uh, personally, um, w- w- you know, with good soil, um, the sun, water, and air, this tree will thrive. And it has been thriving. It has been, it's thriving. In just a few months, it's, it's grown at least 18 inches. When our, and, and, and so how that is to us personally is our lives are very similar to this, that well, when we're rooted in Jesus, as Christina was sharing earlier, and, and we're watered by his word, the Bible, and we're strengthened by the Holy Spirit, our lives will be like this tree. You see, God created the tree and God created you and me. And so we're going to grow in the same kind of way. Look at what it says in Scripture. Take a look. It says this, Let your roots grow down in Him. Who is Him? Jesus Christ. And let your lives be built on Him. That's what we're singing about tonight. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. The reason you'll be thankful is because your life is productive. Your life is, life is purposeful. Your life is fruitful. And that's what we desperately are looking for. In addition to that, personally, as a community of faith, we can be like this tree. And we are like this tree. We're young, like this tree. We're growing, like this tree. Now, you don't see any big fruit on this tree yet because, well, it's not ready to bear any fruit yet. Still got some leaves to do. Still got some rooting to do, just like us. I know the, the heat of summer, most, most recently, the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that uh, our tree's been a little stressed because um, of the heat. But, you know, personally, we go through that as well, right? You're going to start to see the analogy and the metaphor a lot here that we go through hot times as well, and it can stress us out. But this tree is, well, this tree is, is strong, and it's determined, and it's growing. And eventually, this tree is going to provide shade for people who are weary and tired. And eventually, this tree is going to produce fruit for those who are hungry, nourishing fruit. Refinery, going to be the same way. A place where weary people can come out of the heat and come and get refreshed. We, we literally do that on Saturday nights, right? I see, I see your faces as soon as you walk through those doors like, ah, and I know it's the air conditioning. 
But it's more than just air conditioning. It's the presence of God. In addition to, we're going to be a fruitful church that's providing spiritual nourishment for hungry, hungry people. I pass by this tree every day. It's located right outside of our offices. And I pass by it every single day. And I'm so glad it's right there because I, I purposely placed it there so that it would be a living, wonderful reminder. And I literally pray for you every time I see that tree because I know this fact. God created this tree with a purpose. And his will is that this tree would be fruitful and produce avocados. And God created you the same way. He created you on purpose and for your life to be fruitful. And so what do I pray for you? God, in the same way that your will is being done in this tree, may your will be done in Angie's life, in Diana's life, in Cody's life, in Pete's life, Sean's life. May your will be done. May they be fruitful and productive. Every single week, every single day I pass that, I pray that. As we improve and expand our campus, uh, we're going to find a very prominent place for this tree. Um, I, I want to see a couple of avocado trees on our campus as a reminder. When you're driving by, maybe in 10 years from now, you're driving by and you see that avocado tree, you see avocados hanging off of it, and it'll be a reminder to you about your life and God's love and his purpose for your life. So, I actually met with a landscape contractor this week uh, discussing some improvements that we need to make around here. Uh, for example, some bathrooms and accessibility to some different bathrooms and parking and things like that. So we were talking and, and uh, as we were walking to the office, I said, oh yeah, by the way, we got to find a really good place for this tree too. So let's make sure that we have, you know, when we're landscaping around here, that we have a, a very prominent place for our avocado tree. Pastor Kelly, why'd you bring that in? Well, let me explain to you. More than just telling you about how your life can be like this and how our church's life can be like this, um, for the last couple of weeks, I've been watering this every three days, and I've been praying. And I noticed that we were coming to the end of one season, summer was ending, and we were coming into fall, and I was a little confused because it went from warm to really hot, which is kind of confusing because it's supposed to be getting cooler, but it's getting hotter. And so I was thinking about the tree and how the tree might be confused, um, and, and I'm confused. And then I began to pray for you, and, and, and a passage of Scripture came to my mind. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, put this into my heart to share with you. And um, it's, it's about uh, seasons. It's from the Old Testament. It's from the book of Ecclesiastes, and here's what it says. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 2 say, To everything there is a season. Uh, everybody say, Everything. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck or harvest what is planted. Now, I know some of you in here are probably thinking, well, that sounds a lot like a song from the 60s. Y'all remember that song? 
Some of you are young enough that you're younger going, I still like that song. It's from the Birds back in the 1960s. You guys remember? Wave at me if you know that song. You've heard that song before. Yeah, the Birds took uh, this passage of Scripture. Yeah, y'all want to be hippies right now, right? Peace and love. Well, this was, a, this was an anti-war song. They borrowed that passage of Scripture to write this song. Uh, to talk about how war needs to end and how we need to turn from that. Uh, but God had a different intent when he actually inspired uh, Solomon, considered the wisest man to ever live. God, the Holy Spirit inspired Solomon to, to write this passage, to write these verses down. And what he wanted to say to you and to me and to everybody in history, that God is a God of seasons. Everybody say seasons not seasoning. He doesn't make your life spicy or salty. He's a God of seasons. And we in Southern California don't get that a whole lot. He wanted us to know that he created life on earth to go and grow through seasons. Hear what I said? He created life on earth to go and grow through seasons. And I know you might say, well, that's not very profound, Pastor Kelly. Oh, but I believe it is. I believe it is. And I prayed about it, and I really felt the Lord was saying, he gave me two specific messages to share with you. This week and next week, a little short mini-series called Seasons. Everybody say Seasons. Now, I know that's foreign to many of us in Southern California, what is a season, you know? We don't experience it like people do in Vermont or Ohio or anybody from the East Coast. Wave at me if you came from the East Coast. Oh, see, y'all don't know what seasons are. None of us know what seasons are. I had four years that my family and I lived in Colorado and I actually got to experience seasons. I remember walking outside and, and my car, uh, I had a little uh, gold uh, Honda Civic, kind of brownish gold. And um, I walked outside, and there was like a foot of snow sitting on it when we first moved there. And it looked like a shredded, uh, frosted mini-wheats. Have you ever seen frosted mini-wheats? That's what it looked like, brown with a little frosting on the top. And I'm like, man, look at that. So I went and got a warm bucket of water so I could get all that snow. Why, y'all, you're from California. What's wrong with you? Get a warm bucket of water and throw it on the car, and then I had to have the windows replaced. It cracked, yeah, yeah. I learned how to live in a season, you know, because I was four. I don't know seasons. I'm from Orange County. We have two seasons. We have cool and wet and hot and dry, right? Or if you're from LA, you have the riot season, the earthquake season, um, the flash flood season, and the fire season, right? <laughs> That's the LA area. Um, Orange County, yeah. We have cool and wet, and we have hot and dry. Those are our two seasons, but literally, for everyone, there is a season in our lives. We experience seasons. God created the earth in a rhythm to respond to seasons. Look what it says in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 says, And God said, Let's bring, let lights appear in the sky, separating the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the what? Seasons, days, and years. God designed us and the earth to respond to seasons. 
You see, we serve a God of seasons. We serve a creator who created things to function with seasons. We physiologically respond to the rotation of the earth and the earth's rotation around the sun. Even ladies, your bodies will respond to seasons and, and, and men. I don't know if many of you know, but uh, men and women experience unique headaches during certain times of the year. And you might wonder, I don't understand why I have a headache right now. Because you're responding to a seasonal change. There's a physiological seasonal change that you're experiencing. And, but most of us don't think about our lives going through seasons. We don't think about it. Oh, sure, we think about the, the, the environmental seasons. Traditionally, there were seasons, and I've got a little list. Traditionally, if we look at seasons, we think about spring, and spring uh, represents planting and new birth, right? That's what kind of spring represents, and that means there's a lot of work going on with new birth and a lot of planting. Summer uh, typically represents uh, being patient. Why? Because photosynthesis is taking place and there's something happening in these plants, but the planter or the farmer doesn't have a whole lot of work to do there except to kind of wait and be patient as God is doing his work in the heat of summer. Well, then there's fall, which is harvest time, right? Fall is traditionally the harvest time where you gather the fruit and you're thankful and you celebrate. And then, of course, then there's winter, and winter oftentimes represents the time of waiting, the time of repair, the time where we need hope. And not many of us have gone through lengthy winters, but when I talk to people who go through winter from the month of November all the way through the month of March, they need hope because they're going, will this ever end? And then they see the first signs of spring and they start to get excited and they start to get energized again. There's a reason for each season. And I wanted to put this on the screen as a reminder to all of us. In, in, in God's design, there's a reason for each season, and there's a purpose for the process. There is. Listen, just like the environment goes through seasons, our personal lives go through seasons. Our family life goes through seasons. Our spiritual life goes through seasons. Your job, your career goes through seasons. Isn't that right? Because I mean, I'm seeing a lot of heads nodding around here going, oh yeah, my family's going through a different season than we were just in. My job's in a different season. My personal life, my health, my education, we go through seasons. You might be living right now in spring. Your life might be in a spring season where you're working hard and you're sowing seed into something, whether it's school or an investment or a, a relationship, and you're working it and you're working it and you're wondering if you're ever going to see any results from all this hard work. Is it worth it? That might be the season you're in right now. Spring season of a lot of seed sowing. You're not seeing any growth yet. You're not seeing any fruit. But you keep on sowing. You keep on working. Some of you might be in the summer season of your life. 
where, where you've sown some seed, but you're wondering, man, is anything happening? You're waiting and you're experiencing stress and heat in your life. And you're wondering, oh man, am I going to be able to make it through this? Maybe you're in fall. Maybe you're, all, you're reaping from all of that experience, all the things that you've sown. Maybe your family is in the fall season. Maybe you're older and you're going, oh, now I just get to sit back and enjoy my grandchildren, enjoy my children, enjoy my retirement. And you're in the fall season where you're experiencing blessings. And you're celebrating and you're giving thanks. It's a season. Maybe you're in the winter. Maybe you're in the winter season. It seems kind of bleak. Stuff's broken. There's nothing growing. There's nothing happening. And you wonder, will there ever be life again? You experience loss. And you're mourning the loss. And you find yourself in a winter season. You need hope. You need hope. If you're in the springtime, you need encouragement to keep working. If you're in the summertime, you need the encouragement to be patient in the process. If you're in the fall time, you need to be thankful and generous. And if you're in the wintertime, you need hope. God is the God of seasons. He knows where you're at. And he wants to bring you through them. And there's a reason for every season. And there's a purpose in the process. You might be in wintertime going, I don't see it. I don't see the purpose. I don't see the reason. I know. It's hard to see when the ground is frozen hard in your life, and you're wondering if life will ever happen again. You might even find yourself, you're going, well, I'm not really in any one of those four. I'm kind of in transition. I'm going from fall to winter, and it's scary. I'm going from abundance to, man, I just got laid off. What am I going to do? You might be moving out of winter, saying, thank God that's over. And you're starting to see some new life. You might be in transition. There were two things I felt the Lord wanted me to share tonight. And next week, some practical tools to help you walk through those seasons. But these two things you need to hear tonight. Number one is this. Seasons don't last. Everybody say that. They don't. Now, we don't get that in Southern California, and this is hard for many of you to understand, but listen, seasons don't last. My wife and I, um, we have the privilege of getting to talk with young families a lot, and uh, we're, we're, we're on that place of experience now. This is our 30th year of marriage. We have two young adult children who are doing well in life, and so we've got these young families who oftentimes, well, Pastor Kelly, you know, tell us what you did with your daughters. Um, tell us how you didn't screw them up, because you seem like you might, but how'd you do that? Um, 
And one of the things that my wife Leah often will say is she'll say to these young families, hey, listen, you're in a season right now, but it won't last. It won't last. Moms and dads who are up late at night thinking, are they ever going to get more than two hours of sleep? My wife will say, oh, you will. It's only a season. But on the good side as well, oh, we're loving this. Yes, I know, but remember, it's only a season. See, my wife and I are now walking through a new season of life where we have these young adult children and we're going, hey, Leah, we've got more time for each other now. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? <laughs> it's a weird season. Let's call the girls, ask them what we should eat. Because that's what we did. We went, well, kids, what do you want to eat, kids? All right. <laughs> Listen, the principle is true for whatever you're facing right now. You need to be encouraged. Seasons don't last. They don't last. Good stuff and challenging stuff. It will come to a close and there will be a new season. So look for ways, and this is what I'm going to talk about next week, is look for ways in that season to grow, to grow. There are things you can do in that season to grow and to thrive. Look what it says in James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind, everybody say any kind. When troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for great joy, which of course you might, if you didn't read any further, you might go, the Bible is whacked. What does that mean? <laughs> Troubles equal joy? No, no, no. Listen, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect, completely needing nothing. You see, whatever season you're in, God is the God of seasons. And he can work in and through it to see you grow. So that's why you can consider it joy. You can say, man, God's doing something in me. My job, I'm at this endless job. And God says, be faithful because I'm doing something. I got a new season coming for you. I got a new season coming for you. This relationship is so struggling. Be faithful because God is the God of seasons and he'll work in and through it. He'll work in and through it. Second thing is this. God is not done. Everybody say that. God is not done. He is not done with you yet. You need to hear that. You need to know that. And it can be hard when you're in the winter season or the summer season going, God, where are you? Listen, we are an instant society, aren't we? I heard Siri speak up over there. It was probably Pastor Alvaro. <laughs> Got himself a new phone, not knowing how to shut her off. So what happens when you sit so far away from your wife? See what happens? <laughs> There's no room. That's good. We are an instant society. We want it now, don't we? 
Man, just the other day, we were talking at the dinner table. We're like, you know, who's that so-and-so who did that so-and-so thing? You know what we did? Siri, what, what is that so-and-so who did that so-and-so thing? You know, we, we don't have to wait. We don't have to use our brains anymore. We just let Siri answer the questions. It's the culture and society we live in. We have very weak patience muscles. You know, it's a muscle, right? Being patient, that's a muscle. It needs work. It has to be worked out. And we have very weak ones here in our culture and our society. We really do. Because there's an app for everything that you need. You know, Amazon is spending billions of dollars and they want to shrink the amount of time from click to I got it. They're, they're spending billions of dollars trying to shrink the time between click and I got it. I think they're working with the people, like with NASA and stuff, trying to come up with, with some sort of Star Trekky kind of, you know, materializing thing so that literally I go, click, there it is. I mean, yeah. See, some of you are going, that'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. I want that thing, and I want that thing right now. But that's not real life. See, God created us to function in seasons. So when we're in a season that seems dry and long and maybe boring, you know, we tend to think, where are you, God? Don't you care about me? Don't you care about me? I mean, this should be happening now. God wants you to know he loves you and he's not done yet. He's not done yet. You need to hear this. I'm literally watering this plant and I'm thinking about you and the Lord's saying, there are men and women at Refinery in our community that need to hear, I'm not done with them that yet. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. God's not done yet. Take a look at this passage of scripture from Philippians chapter 1. Verse 6 says, and I, this is the Apostle Paul. He says, I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished. The great Apostle Paul, who had a life-transforming encounter with Jesus Christ, says, I am certain. He didn't say, God might be, I have a feeling, maybe so. He says, I am certain that the God who began a good work in you will see it through to the finish. You need to hear this. If you're in a winter season and you're, you're feeling bleak and you're wondering if there'll ever be life again, God sees you. And he's not done yet. Not done yet. And hey, you might be in the harvest season. You might be reaping the blessings and the benefit of a life well lived. God not done yet. God's not done yet. He's blessed you and he wants to see what are you going to do with it now? What are you going to do with it now? He's not done yet. He's not done yet. For more information about Refinery Church, like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at We Are Refinery. If these messages have blessed you, please consider supporting the ministry by visiting our website at wearerefinery.com slash give.